Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, they'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello listeners, my name is Ify and it gives me great joy to bring the Word of God to you today. Um, I want to say thank you for tuning in and I also want to say thank you to Pastor Joe Ojiali, the set man of this ministry for this wonderful opportunity to share. I'll be continuing and concluding a message I started the last time I was on entitled Remember. I pray for understanding as you hear the Word of God today and I also pray that the words we hear today will cause us to advance in every area of our lives. You know, I'll give a brief recap of part one of this message which I encourage you to listen to and you can access it on our website spreadthewordglobalministries.org and as you do so, I believe it will be a blessing to you. So we started our discourse the last time by looking at the book of Judges and we saw how the Lord helped the Israelites conquer their enemies time and time again. We saw in chapter 7 how the Lord helped Gideon conquer the vast armies of the Midianites with only 300 men. However, we saw that in spite of these victories, the Bible records in Judges chapter 8 from verses 33 to 34 that Israel sadly did not remember the Lord their God who had delivered them from the hands of their enemies. And we find out why in Judges 8, 33. And it says, After Gideon died, the children of Israel turned again to prostitute themselves with the Baals. They made Baal bearers their God. Note the word turned again. The children of Israel turned their focus and attention away from the Almighty God to other gods, and they forgot about God and His mighty deed in their lives. And we saw in our last discourse that other gods and idols are not limited to graven images alone. You know, whatever takes the place of God in our lives and gets the greatest attention can become a god or an idol. You know, it can be our jobs, um, our phones, our social media platforms, and sometimes it could even be our families. Yes, our families are very important, but they should not take the place of God in our lives. So my question um, to us today is, where is our focus? Is our focus on everything else except God? Are we consumed with that problem? You know, we, as we behold, we become. We become what we behold. And we see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And, you know, we can see this principle of becoming what we behold at work in Genesis chapter 30 from verses 37 to 41, where Jacob peeled white streaks in the rod. And as he set the rod before the eyes of the animals as they drank water and as they mated, these animals gave birth and they reproduced just like what they were looking at. They reproduced strict, sparkled and spotted animals. Wow, if it can work for animals, then it can surely work for us. So what do you want to see? If 
we want to see Jesus intervene in that situation, then we've got to keep our eyes on Him and we'll see the solution He provides at work in our circumstances. You know, I know that sometimes our situations can be overwhelming, but I pray for grace for us to choose to keep our gaze on Jesus, regardless of what is happening in our lives or around us. You know, in Psalm chapter 34, verses 5, it says that those who look to Him from help will be radiant with joy. No shadows of shame will darken their faces. In other words, they will not be disappointed. You know, in Psalm 34 verse 1, David says, I will praise the Lord at all times, not sometimes. I will constantly speak his praises. You know, this is the Psalm of David when he pretended to be insane before King Abimelech who drove him out. And thankfully, he didn't harm him. And we see that account in 1 Samuel chapter 21. But you see, David was a man on the run for his life. First of all, he was running from Saul who wanted to kill him. And he, now he just escaped death again from the hands of King Abimelech. Things were definitely not going well for David. He was a wanted man. Yet he says, I will praise the Lord at all times, in the good times and in the not so good times. You know, there is always something to be thankful for in every given situation. So we're going to look at some of the benefits of thanksgiving, which is a fruit of our remembering God's goodness. And the first point I have here is that thanksgiving is a key to enter his presence. You know, as tempting as it is for us to start our prayers with our needs, we are told to start first with thanksgiving. And we see that in Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, Enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and praise his name. In the thanksgiving is a doorway and access into his presence. We are to start our prayers by remembering his goodness and expressing our thanks to him. You know, this is actually not a suggestion. It's actually a command. And in the message translation, it says, Enter with a password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, talk in praise. Thank him, worship him. So our password to enter is thank you. So the amazing thing is that when we do that, it shifts our focus from our challenges and our problems to the one who has the solution. And this leads me to the second point of why we praise him, which is it refocuses our attention from the problem to the problem solver, who is the almighty God. In Psalm 69 verse 30, it says, I will praise the Lord, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. You know, to magnify means to make him bigger. You know, we can't increase the actual size of God, but in our hearts and mind, we can make God bigger than the challenge or make the challenge we're facing bigger than our God. In other words, we can increase or decrease God's ability in our lives by the way we see him and we can magnify him and make him bigger than the challenges as we thank him. You know, as we remember his goodness and thank him, our perceptions of him begin to shift. We begin to see him for who he really is, the all-powerful one who is greater than that bad medical report or bad financial report. And, you know, as we do that, our hope and faith arises. And as our hearts become anchored on the truth of who he is, our faith pulls down the answers we need from heaven. You know, Nehemiah used this strategy in Nehemiah 4. And there we see Sambalat and Tobiah opposing and ridiculing the Jews as they rebuilt the walls of the temple. And in verse 11, he tells us that their adversaries were planning to attack them by surprise and kill them. You know, the Jews got to know and became fearful. 
Nehemiah addresses the Jews in verse 14 of chapter 4 and listen to what he said to them. Stop being terrified of them. Remember instead that the Lord is great and awesome. So fight for each other, for your sons, your daughters, your wives, and for your houses. So here we can see that the key to stopping their fear was to put their minds on God by shifting their focus from their enemies to the Almighty God. And I would encourage us to do that as well. And you know what happened in the end? Eventually, the wall of Jerusalem was rebuilt and they had the victory over their enemies. Hallelujah. So the third benefit to be looking at is that thanksgiving makes our faith in God abound. And we see this in Colossians 2 from verses 6 to 7. And it says, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding during, that is abounding in your faith with thanksgiving. So it's saying that we abound and increase in faith as we give thanks to God. You know, if you're trusting the Lord for a calm, the prayer God answered, your response will be thank you. In the same way, our prayers should be accompanied with thanksgiving even before we see the answer in the physical. This is because our thanksgiving is an indication that we believe that we have received what we have asked for. You know, also remembering his faithfulness strengthens our faith to believe that if he did it in the past, he would do it again. And we see that illustrated in David's life. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we see Goliath taunting the Israelites and he challenged them to choose a man who will fight with him. Of course, none of the Israelites dared to do so because Goliath, the champion of the Philistines, he was an intimidating figure who scared the Israelites with his size, his appearance, his pedigree, his words. You know, but David was not intimidated. David overcame fear and was courageous as he remembered his private victories. You know, King Saul was going to discourage David from fighting, but listen to David's response in 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verses 34 to 37. It says, But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from his mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hands of the Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. You see, as David remembered his private victories, he strengthened his faith to know that the Lord who helped him in the past will do it again. So do you want your faith empowered? Do you want your faith to abound? Remember his faithfulness. Praise Him and see your hope and faith arise and overcome. The fourth benefit of Thanksgiving we'll be looking at is that it leads to increase and multiplication. In Matthew chapter 14, we see Jesus feeding the 5,000, five loaves and two fish. And when the disciples brought the food to him, which seemed so insignificant considering the number of people they had to feed, we see what Jesus did with that in verse 19. It says, reading from the NIV, And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. The Greek word for looking up is anaplebo, which means to see, 
receive sight, recover sight. It is referring to Jesus doing more than just lifting his head. He was receiving spiritual sight. He was getting the Father's perspective on the issue at hand. You know, and that should be a default way of seeing through the Father's eyes. The five loaves and the two fish seemed insufficient to feed the multitude of people that had gathered. And Jesus needed to see beyond the lack and insufficiency he was facing into the heavenly realm of God's superabundance. And as he did that and gave things, it resulted in the multiplication of what was in his hands. They actually ended up with more than enough and had 12 baskets of of food left over. You know, that is the power of thanksgiving. And I want to encourage us today not to despise or complain about the little we have. Thank him for it and see him multiplied. Now, the final benefit we'll be looking at today is that praise is a weapon. In Psalm chapter 149, verses 6 from the Passion Translation, it says, God's high and holy praises fill their mouths, for their shouted praises are their weapons of war. I say that again. Their shouted praises are their weapons of war. You know, we, we see an example of this in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And in this chapter, we see the Moabites, the Ammonites, you know, all the ites coming to wage war against King Jehoshaphat, who was alarmed, you know, because his vast armies had come against him and his people. He sought the Lord and God delivered them as they began to sing and praise the Lord. And we see that in um, verse 22 of 2 Chronicles 20. It says, At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Maltia to start fighting among themselves. You know, we see in the following verses that King Jehoshaphat's um, enemies killed themselves and not a single one of them escaped. Isn't that powerful? You know, these are the, you know, these are some of the many reasons why we should choose to praise. Always a choice to praise, regardless of the circumstances we find ourselves in, even in those challenging situations. You know, because it declares our dependence on God, and we are invariably saying, "Lord, I can't, or You can, and I trust You with this situation." You know, there's a song I learned as a little girl. It says, "Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done." I encourage you to do that today. Set aside time, reflect on His goodness and praise Him. And as you do that, watch how His power is activated to work in your life and on your behalf. And I want, you to, remind, I want to remind you today that Jesus loves you and we love you. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.